in the electrical world, we'll call these things, we'll call it power factor, right? Sure. We're measuring, hey, how much power is the system using versus the total power that's being supplied by the power company. Welcome to the McNaughton McKay podcast, your electrical connection. Each episode, we meet with an industry expert to tackle real issues in manufacturing. Join your host, Austin Davidson, to get the latest scoop on automation products and solutions. Welcome back to the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing how to achieve net zero via power and energy management. Now, this is something that we have discussed as a bit of an afterthought on some of the previous episodes, uh, but today we're going to specifically focus on this power and energy management. And to help me walk through this, we have someone returning to the show. You may know him from his previous experience as a power engineer or product specialist with McNaughton McKay. He is now the technical sales engineer for Flute Corporation out of Charleston, South Carolina. Today, I'm joined by Gino Porter. Gino, how's it going, man? Great. How are you, Austin? I'm good, man. So today we're going to be discussing, uh, you use the term achieving net zero. And I know that's typically something uh, that people will discuss with, say, emissions. So could you give us an idea of what you mean from the the power and energy management side? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just, um, thank you for asking. So let's take a step back. Um, the United Nations set this goal to where we as industrial, commercial, and even residential um folks achieve this net zero carbon emissions. And that's mm-hmm. where that's the goal. Uh, it's going to be several ways of doing that. You know, for example, you and I, instead of getting in our cars and driving to the office and doing meetings and business, we can do stuff electronically. Sure. Um, but since we're focusing on the energy aspect, we as industrial and commercial users can look at reducing our energy usage and also reducing the amount of noise that we put on our plant that causes us to use more energy than what we actually need. So we're going to be focusing specifically on uh, how much energy we use uh, if we are using energy inefficiently, because right, that's basically us just wasting energy. That's right. Um, and, And again, we've we have discussed this with say hydraulics or pneumatics or like a large holistic view uh, of the entire plant. But I, I believe what you wanted to talk about today is more kind of on the, almost the individual level. Like, like you said, you or I can make a change at home, That's right. but we can kind of translate that to the plant floor as well. Right. Uh, power energy and, and load management that obviously it, it, it's a, big basket of stuff that we have to kind of work through, right? There's no direct answer a lot of the time, or or maybe it seems like there's not a direct answer, but that's where you come in, right? Because we uh, have a couple of different studies we can do uh, with some of the meters that you guys have to to give us a a little bit more information uh, of, of what we're doing. So I know you had told me that the first step you would always take in assessing from an individual's perspective the power quality or power management of your different parts of the plant would be a load study, right? So can you explain to us what a load study is and and why that's important? Yeah, great question. So um, just like you mentioned, there are different studies that we can do when it comes to electricity, right? We can Mm -hmm. study the load, uh, the energy, or the quality. But going to your question, now, what is this load study? Let's give an example. Let's say that, let's keep it low level. Let's say we are 
working inside of our house, right? And you went and bought uh, two Teslas, one for you and one, of your, one for your wife. Man, did I win the lottery? <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> one of the Tesla trucks with the indestructible window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you're probably going to want to charge this um, Tesla at your home that didn't come pre-built with your charging stations. Mm -hmm. The circuit breaker in your house may or may have not been sized to uh, provide energy, to provide power to your vehicles um, inside of your garage. So what you'll need to do is do a load study to see if your existing um, circuit breakers, your existing wires and cabling and connections can support charging those two new Tesla trucks that you and your significant other are riding around and charging probably simultaneously overnight. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the idea of a load study. Hey, can we support um, new load coming into this system? If we can, great. If not, hey, what do we need to do to make some adjustments? Sure. So it's it's kind of like we're assessing our current infrastructure uh, from right from from this side. We're we're essentially just looking at the amperage, right? Because our voltage level is not going to change. Uh, it's just can we handle this? Was the line built to handle this? Right. Right. Cool. Spot on. So so once we've done a load study, we'll say just for the the ease of of moving on. Uh, our load study says that we're, we're good to go. We can mm -hmm. throw on two Teslas. we got the charging stations. We can even throw, you know, a, an infrared sauna in there too. Cause there we, we just go. got so much spare <laughs> right, amperage. Getting hot now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got all these new loads that we're throwing onto the, uh, <laughs> onto our system. So right. at this point, okay. The load study helps us understand, are we going to overload the system? And we have not. Um, so then, Moving into the next step, uh, you had proposed an energy study. So what, what do you mean by energy study and what are we looking at with that? These different names might sound a little bit confusing, but if you know how to do a load study, you know how to do an energy study. A load study is going to be current only, just like you mentioned. The energy in the electric, electric world is going to be measuring both your voltage and your current simultaneously. Um, your power, your energy is going to be a result of your voltage and your current. So if you were interested on, let's say you're an energy manager or a maintenance manager, and you wanted to say how, how much dollars, how many kilowatt hours is this motor costing me, this motor control center costing me, or this Tesla charging system costing me, right? It's supposed to be saving mm -hmm. me money. Hey, let's compare it to how much I was spending in gasoline a week versus how much I'm spending electricity Certainly. a week charging my vehicle doing that energy study will allow you to make those assessments to see whether you're you're helping or not. Well, and I think it's funny because right in school, we're always taught, at least I was always taught that if you're working with 280 volts, or excuse me, if you're working with 240 volts, you got 240 volts, but that's not always the case, right? So I, it seems like the energy study is showing uh, how much power we're actually using uh, but the the final stage of these studies that you had brought up to me was power quality. So now not only do we know how much power is being utilized through the energy study, mm -hmm. uh, but this power quality study, I'm going to assume that that's going to tell us the quality of the power, right? So I'm thinking that's an efficiency factor. So could you could you walk through that, why that's important and how we perform that? Yeah, Johnny spot on. So keeping it, keeping it simple, let's think about so let's say we're, we're pouring a, a glass of beer and we go out for 
a drink because we're celebrating again that you just purchased two Teslas. <laughs> when you're pouring that beer inside the glass, you want all of that to be liquid. You don't want that foamy stuff on top, sure. right? So we want our electricity. We want all that power, all that electrical energy that we're using to be pure power. If we are not efficient, what we're going to have to do is oversize our cables, right? Because um, we have to compensate for the inefficiency sure. of the power since they have coming on. And also now we're requiring more energy coming in. We're now requiring more carbon emissions to be emitted out into the atmosphere. So now we're getting to that point of mm -hmm. the carbon net zero by making our systems more efficient by having more liquid than foam inside of our beer glass, we are helping getting to that carbon net zero neutrality system. I, I guess I misspoke earlier when I said in school, we, we didn't work through any of this inefficiency. I mean, I, I guess I probably learned about inefficiency through beer, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. And in the, in the electrical world, we'll call these things, we'll call it power factor, right? Sure. We're measuring, hey, how much power am I, real power, how much real power am I, is the system using versus the total power that's being supplied by the power company? Sure. So that total power or parent power, I mean, measure that in KVA. I don't want to get into the weeds. Yeah. And then um, the power that's actually being useful, we call that kilowatts. So yep. ideally we want our KVA, our parent power and our real power to be the same. If they are, they're hundred percent efficient is which we want. Yeah. If I, if I pay a few extra bucks and I get the, the 16 ounce beer, I want there to be 16 ounces of beer and not 12. That's ounces, what you right? want. Yep, that's, you, yep. that's exactly what you want. <laughs> okay. So, so we've walked through these. We basically have identified, um, and what we're alluding to at this point is uh, using the Fluke 1770 series of power quality analyzers to do all these tests. And so we can utilize these to not only assess what is our current load and can our system handle more to then, okay, say we put a new load on there, how much power overall is it pulling That's or right. is, does it require? And then we can even take it a step further and say, okay, we're providing this much power. Uh, how much of that is actual power and how much of it is waste? That's right. So is there anything in terms of the, uh, the 1770 series that you would like to call out uh, either regarding these tests or, or anything else that is pertinent to be known about them. Yeah, absolutely. So probably the the main shining feature of our um, 1775 and 1777 series power quality analyzers is that it is high speed. Why does that matter, right? We have a high sample rate. That matters because let's say you have some sensitive components in your system like a CNC robot machine or some type of medical device that's super sensitive to the power quality that your CNC robots there, they require super clean power. Sure. If you're not providing that to them, as you know, with your mechanical background, there are problems. Well, right. Cause they're making very precise, very quick movements. So even a, a short stutter or short difference is going to make a large, large scale effect to them. Exactly. So with these high speed training intervals that we're able to set up, we're able to look for these things called transients. These mm -hmm. transients can be these large or small, very fast spikes 
that can happen when your capacitor's bank closes in. It can happen from some type of surge, motor starting up, whatever the case may be. Your traditional data loggers, data analyzers may or may not be fast enough to capture those. Mm-hmm. But with the 1770 series, we're able to track these up to 20 mega samples per second, which is a lot, 20 million yeah, samples yeah. per second whenever a transient is initiated up to 8,000 kilovolts. And that'll be on our 1777 series. Awesome. I guess to kind of wrap everything up and, and make sure that our listeners have a good idea, you know, the episode with the Denison group, we talked about doing large scale power studies of the, say either very large systems or the entire plant. And in this case, the Fluke 1775 and 1777 allow you to power to the player, right? Every, right. Everything that you need to assess, you can do yourself. And right, we, we may need to have some larger scale study done at some point, uh, but this will, and, and I'll use the analogy I used last time, this will help you kind of weed out some of those gremlins or <laughs> allow you to at least identify, are they gremlins or is, it, is there something else going on? Couldn't have said any better myself. Great analogy. If you have any other questions about the Fluke 1770 series or anything else that we've discussed on previous episodes, please feel free to send an email to podcast at mc-mc.com or reach out to your local McNaughton McKay account manager. We'll get you in touch with smart guys like Gino Porter to help you assess your power needs and make sure that if your power is not clean, we get the mop. I love it. You're too kind. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Austin.